You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. I truly believe that the reason we are constantly seeking to change our bodies and the reason that we are up late at night Googling, you know, how to flatten my belly and, you know, all of these types of things, right? The reason that we're doing this is because at the end of the day, it all comes back to wanting to love our bodies, to feel at home in our bodies, to feel connected into ourselves. And once we become moms, and this, I'm going to generalize, but most moms that I talk to have this period of one time or another where, especially in that raw, new motherhood, where we feel very unfamiliar and disconnected and there is so much conflict in our heads because it's like mentally speaking right like we 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 know logically that our bodies are capable of amazing things and we're so proud of being able to you know grow this life and yet in the same breath we can also feel disgusted or confused or ashamed and all of these mixed feelings it's very complicated right and It's one of those things where sometimes the duality of that, of having a body that you love and also feel disgusted by at the same time is exhausting. And that's how I felt after having kids. I mean, I, as a former dancer as well, like I had a lot of mixed feelings because I knew my body was never going to look the same. I never feel like I, I never felt like even as a dancer, I achieved that dancer body And my thought was like, okay, well, now I'm really never going to be able to achieve that body because it's ruined. And that's how I had felt. And I understand that that's not everybody. Sometimes we have these beautiful and loving and romanticized feelings about, you know, growing life. And we see our stretch marks and we go, wow, that's really beautiful. But for the most part, I, today I want to talk to the woman who is struggling to love her body and I want to talk about body positivity in the fourth trimester. And when I say the fourth trimester, I'm not just talking about that initial postpartum period. Once you're postpartum, you're always postpartum. So whether you had a baby 10 days ago or 10 weeks ago or 10 years ago, it doesn't matter. If you are struggling with enjoying the body that you're in, this episode is absolutely for you. So Let's talk about body positivity because we hear this word all the time to the point where it's just annoying, where you're like, okay, I know, (laughs) I know I should love myself, right? But here is what I want to start out by saying is that body positivity does not equal complacency, which means we can absolutely accept where we're at. We can treat our bodies with love and we don't have to feel lovey-dovey about our bodies, We can honor our bodies through movement and nourishment. We can meet ourselves where we're at and we can still desire and we can still strive to change that body. And that's totally okay. So body positive doesn't mean that you're just accepting this body as your fate or that you just can't work towards your goals, right? Because you got to love your body. So you're not going to punish yourself into changing. No, you get to accept who you are now and you get to work towards a body that you really love living in and works and looks the way that you want it to also. So it just really means that you're committed to 
unconditionally loving and caring for this tool that you have in every step of the journey. So if we're gonna dive into body positivity, we need to talk about positivity. So this is much more complex than just be happy or give yourself grace or just love yourself, right? Because life doesn't actually magically get better when you start thinking positively. You don't just suddenly love your body just because you said you did. And I mean, it's just like you don't magically fall in love with someone that you don't like, right? You just can't think it into existence in that same way. But with that said, when we focus on the good, we allow more of that good in. And it's very easy to get caught up in all the stress, the ugliness, especially when you throw sleepless nights and leaky breasts on top of it, right? When all of the other stuff is compounding and working against you. But this negativity is absolutely like a magnet. And it is very easy to default to this victim mentality. If I were to ask you all of the things that you disliked about your body, it would probably come very easily to you compared to if I said, what are all the things that you love about your body? And it's really just, what I want to point out here is that it's okay to hold space for all of the emotions, all of the feelings, because we live in this society that, you know, everything swings from one extreme to the other, right? It's either really, really good or really, really bad. But what if instead of playing into these extremes, we actually just allowed ourselves to feel the feelings when they came up, right? And just remain neutral instead of just like naming it as something that's good or something that's bad. And I think really by honoring our emotions and our true feelings about how we feel about our bodies, we also are allowing ourselves to process things in real time, even the negative emotions. And I feel like sometimes we're told like in order to be body positive, in order to love your body, right, you can't just focus on the bad. But in this, in the same breath, where are we going to put all those negative feelings? Are we going to pretend they don't exist? No, we need to recognize them so we can reframe them. So here's something I want to bring up. What happens if I tell you to stop being lazy? What part of that sentence do you focus on? You focus on being lazy, right? And the thing is, what we choose to focus on is what becomes a thought. And that thought eventually is internalized into a belief. So we're over here believing these things about ourselves when truly, if we can understand and stop them at being just a thought, just a passing emotion, then we're not going to dwell on that so much, right? So the, the trick here is to just be able to focus on ways to actively do the opposite. So if we're using laziness as an example, um, first of all, validate that sometimes feeling lazy isn't always the truth, right? It might just be that we feel so overwhelmed with what's going on that we haven't been able to operate at the capacity that we would like to, and that makes us feel lazy. But in addition to recognizing that thought, I want you to focus on how to do the opposite. So what makes you feel productive? What makes you feel good? Maybe like planning out your workouts, maybe creating some accountability, maybe scheduling your rest in instead of waiting until you're exhausted and then t- and then resting because you have to, because you feel like you're just going to completely explode into a thousand pieces if you don't, right? So you're going to have to put effort into that. 
to actively do the opposite of whatever that thought is. Okay. But if you can put the work into that, it will change your happiness because you're actually doing something about that. Right. So now that we've kind of touched on positivity and reframing things a little bit, right. I want to dive into the expectations portion and let me just start by saying that part of the reason why we're so freaking fracking hard on ourselves is because of what is exampled to us everywhere. Not even just social media, but everywhere, right? How, okay, I want you to think about this. If you're listening right now, have you heard of the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, right? I think every mom gets a copy of that book. Mine was like a copy from like Value Village that had been passed down for like who knows how many generations. But I read it, right? You you probably prepared for your pregnancy. You researched, you Googled, you got support, you talked to your doctor, you talked to friends, you read all the books, right? You did everything that you could to have a positive outcome. So you weren't left in the dark. So you understood what was going on in your body. But let me ask you, did you do the same thing for your postpartum phase? How many books did you buy on your mind, body, and soul in the fourth trimester? How many books did you buy about your mindset and your confidence as a new mom? Now, I'll bet you maybe you bought some books on breastfeeding or met with a lactation consultant. You're Googling, you know, should my nipples hurt this bad? All of these things. But how much of that research actually had to do with your mental health, your happiness, your well-being. Now, before I am recording this episode, I did a quick search of postpartum body in Google. And let me just tell you about the first article that pops up. (laughs) Oof. All right. I'm preparing myself because I am triggered. This article was from Johns Hopkins Medicine. Okay, the title in huge blue letters, what really helps you bounce back after pregnancy? Now, here's the subtext, the preview. In addition to moderate cardio, a postpartum workout should focus on building up the muscles of your torso, which took a beating when you were pregnant. I'm just going to stop there. Um, There is so much disgustingly wrong with this. Not only is this a medical article from hopkinsmedicine.org, first of all, they used bounce back in the headline. We should not be asking women to bounce back. That is an incredibly unreasonable expectation. The six-week healing timeline is complete bullshit, and we can talk about that and unpack that on another episode. But first of all, moderate cardio as a way for a woman to bounce back is BS advice because number one, you shouldn't be jumping into cardio. Um, Second of all, cardio is not conducive to weight loss. Third of all, moderate cardio usually has a heavy impact on your pelvic floor, which should be the main focus of your postpartum period. It should not be bouncing back. And also, we don't need to remind a woman that her abdominal muscles took a beating when she was pregnant. She understands that. We know this, Johns Hopkins. (laughs) We know. Trust me. Okay? So I could dive into that and unpack that. But instead, I'm going to tell you about the other thing that I found in the related searches because there are so many articles that were just like that one. And when I was scrolling down and I looked at the related searches, you guys listen to how just, just listen. Okay. Bodies before and after pregnancy. 
there was, a, here's the other searches. My body is ruined after having a baby. Permanent body changes after pregnancy. How long does it take for your body to go back to normal after pregnancy? How do models get back in shape after pregnancy? Will my pelvic floor be ruined forever? Okay, so not only are the medical articles using words like bounce back, perpetuating this disgusting idea that women need to immediately get back to looking good after having a whole ass human come out of their bodies like freaking queens. But listen to the things that women are searching. Like this is insanity to me. And I know it can be hard to be patient, to give ourselves grace, especially when we're not feeling it, especially when we're getting this messaging of get back in shape and do it fast every single place that we turn, right? I know that this can be hard. So I'm going to put this into a medical perspective to help you feel a little less pressured to bounce back, okay? Because we need to put that talk, this idea in the garbage forever and ever and ever, right? So now I'm going to tell you about that six-week timeline that I had mentioned. So... It's funny to me that a doctor will just say like you can at six weeks, you can just jump back in and work out, go have sex with your partner, go be a good wife and a good spouse and just go bounce right on back to your old self. Right. Wrong. Okay, let's talk about the normal timeline for a musculoskeletal injury. Okay, let's pretend this is like a sprain. So the acute stage lasts for four to six days. This is basically the inflammatory reaction stage. So if we're talking about a sprain, let's talk about a sprained ankle, right? You're, the tissues are red, puffy, swollen, maybe bruising, super painful. Then there's the subacute stage, which lasts on an average about 10 to 17 days, but can last up to six weeks. This is the repair and healing stage. And the reason that the six-week myth of postpartum recovery exists is because of the subacute stage. So inflammation is decreased, but the tissues can still be extremely weak. So just because it looks okay, we're told that it's okay to just resume normal activity. But here is what we're not considering, the chronic stage. And this stage actually takes up to a year. This is the maturation and remodeling stage. So there's no signs of inflammation present, but you might have adhesions that are going to limit the range of motion, or you're going to have these contractures that cause muscle weakness, limiting function. So medically speaking, I'm telling you right now, give yourself permission to have at least a year to really start ramping things up again in a big way, to start getting back to these high impact activities and boot camps and all that sort of thing. And I want to also add that if we're talking about a sprain, for example, you would go to rehab for that. You would go to physical therapy for that sprain if it was a bad injury, right? And in the same breath, moms who have this traumatic injury to the pelvic floor, this incredibly rigorous event happening to their body, and it's, a, it's an injury, my friends. This is a major physical event. And we're told that after six weeks, we can just get up and do what we did before. It's completely unreasonable. So I just wanted to present that to give you some permission to be gentle with yourself. Remind yourself that medically speaking, give yourself a year. So 
I mean, I'm not even going to talk about weight loss postpartum because there are just so many factors. But like, here's the thing. If like you're upset about your body holding on to extra body fat, there are so many physiological reasons why your body needs that fat for recovery and needs that fat for lactation. And not to mention, there are so many other factors about being a mom that directly impact weight loss. So huge lack of sleep, uh, cortisol levels are high, recovery, your hormones just going every which way, which by the way, your hormones are going to stay elevated in your body until after you're done breastfeeding, a few months after that, until they level out and still you are likely going to need some hormone support. And let's not even talk about the fact that you have a whole like mental health situation that we need to put into consideration here. Your mental health directly impacts your physical health. And I'm going to say this too. Um, actually, recently there have been studies showing that the postpartum period should not just be one year, right? But we should be considering the chronic stage of postpartum to be up to seven years. Seven years. So until your kid is in first or second grade, you're still technically in the postpartum period. There's still lots going on with your body. Lots. And yet we still keep trying to push ourselves while we're lactating and we're healing and we end up just blaming ourselves. We're feeling frustrated. And it's physiologically and not to mention psychologically unreasonable for us to put that expectation on ourselves. Would you expect that same thing? Like, would you tell your friend to get up and, you know, get your ass back into shape after even, you know, three months after having a baby? Probably not. Right? And so let's talk about that. I'm going to talk about one more thing here. And that's the whole advice of it's temporary. And we've all heard this as a way to kind of pacify these negative feelings, right? So you're talking to your friend or your sister-in-law and you're like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so sick of feeling fat. I'm so sick of being a milk machine. I hate not being able to lose weight. The baby never sleeps. I'm so exhausted. And her advice is, oh, it's temporary. Give yourself grace. Don't stress about it, right? I, I, I understand that this is not helpful, but it's true and I wanna give you a reframe to help you because if it is temporary, which it is, instead of seeing it as an obstacle, use that as permission. Permission to go at your own pace. Permission to actually eat the 500 extra healthy calories that you need in order to keep up your breast milk supply and to heal. Permission to reframe your workouts and what they look like and what consistency looks like, you know, and actually expect yourself to have tons of interruptions for feeds and diaper changes and all of that. Permission to actually just do what you can instead of pushing yourself to do more. Doing enough, <laughs> right? Permission to rest. Permission to heal. Permission to love your body and also be excited about the goals that you have for it. Even if you're not pushing yourself towards those goals right in this moment. And lastly, permission to quit comparing. Every pregnancy is different. Every body is different. 
we have to stop with this negative language. And I want to just give you one piece of very simple advice that I want you to start applying now. And that is by that is just simply creating some distance between you and the issue or the feeling by removing the ownership of it. And the way that we do that is by changing our I am statements to I feel. So instead of saying, I'm so fat and I'm so out of shape, you say, I feel out of shape. I'm feeling overweight, even if it's true, even if you are overweight, right? Or I'm so frustrated with my body versus I'm feeling frustrated with my body. I'm so overwhelmed to I feel so overwhelmed. This will allow you to do what I had mentioned in the beginning, which was to acknowledge those negative feelings without taking ownership of them so that you can start feeling a little bit better. Number one, just giving yourself the space to recognize these emotions and these feelings, but also, again, not letting them be a part of our belief system about ourselves. That's what putting the word feel in front of that will do. It will remove the ownership. So here's the thing. I want to talk about just for those of you who really resonated with this episode and maybe you're in kind of that first one to two year postpartum period, or maybe you are like my client, Lindsay, who five years later, um, she's healed from postpartum, but still has leaking and still has all of these pelvic floor issues still that are really making her self-conscious. If you are in that early postpartum stage or you're still symptomatic, you're feeling frustrated with your body, you just want to feel good about your body, you want to have some control over what's going on, you want to feel less stressed and more empowered, you want to feel like motherhood is something that you can enjoy instead of feeling suffocated by, I want to tell you how I can help you. So I have a program right now. It's a one-to-one coaching program. And this is 12 weeks long. That's, that's one trimester of pregnancy, right? Easy peasy. You've already done this three times over with your pregnancy. And this program is designed to not only help you support your core and your pelvic floor to heal quickly, to heal safely, to heal efficiently, and to have an informed recovery, but it also is going to be the opportunity to learn how to eat well and nourish your body in a very stress-free way, to understand the physiological changes of the postpartum phase, to understand the psychological and mental health aspects of the postpartum phase so that you can feel way more balanced, way more seen, and actually have some tangible steps to take to feel more in control over this postpartum period. And not only that, but just addressing all of the areas in full support so that you can kind of create your own little mini village to have the strategies that you need for movement, meals, and mindset that feel good to you so that you can say, you know what? I'm really proud of myself for prioritizing my health and allowing myself to take the deep, meaningful steps of preparing my body for the rest of my motherhood journey. 
And if that sounds like something that appeals to you and it sounds like the thing that you need, you can head to chloepufftraining.com slash apply and fill out an application because even if you're not going to join this program, even if you're still on the fence, you still want to hear more, I will schedule a call with you after you've applied and we can talk about what that would look like for you. And the reason it's a one-to-one coaching program is because not only is there a digital course that you have access to to give you all of the information, all of the what, to help you dive deeper into these concepts so you can understand your body better, so you know how to have an empowered and more informed recovery. But you have the one-to-one support and guidance of a knowledgeable expert who is also a mom. And I've gone through this period twice. And if you've heard my story, um, I did not have the support. And it was incredibly challenging. I was my own support because in that postpartum phase, I decided I want to be the coach that I am desperately seeking. And so this is when I got my certification. Now my kids are almost seven and five, which is just wild to me. And I've been helping women ever since. And I would love to be able to be a part of that village for you and support you in that way to help you get towards your goals. So either way, I am really glad that you're here. I'm really glad that you took the time to listen and take one step closer to feeling more bold and to feel healthier and more seen and admired and beautiful and confident and truly just this next step to discover the value of who you are as a woman and as a mom. And I just appreciate you listening today and being here with me. And I hope that you found this inspiring and helpful. So with that in mind, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And as always, be bold, be fit.